survivors. Welcome to D180, the horror movie podcast, taking you on a ride. Thanks for linking up with us. I'm Ashley. And I'm Johnny. First of all, I don't ever say my name is Ashley. Wow. Ew. All right. Well, I guess that's who I am today. But um, anyway. <laughs> yeah, I don't. That, yeah. Mm, I don't ever do that. Like, Maybe you're feeling like Ashley today. I heard myself say it. I the thing is, I never even refer to myself as such unless it's a professional setting. Like I really don't even call myself that. On Clubhouse, it says Ashley, but I thought that was gonna be like a LinkedIn situation and I quickly found out it's not. So that's the only reason it says my actual name, but everywhere else is AJ or Ash, and that's it. Like that Ashley, that ain't, uh, I, saw, I don't know, that just came out, but whatever, I mean, all types of strange things be going on here. Hello. Well, I ain't gonna think too much about it, so you know, whatever. Continuing with our second movie, giving you another key to the cookout, we're taking a ride on 1995's Tales from the Crypt presents Demon Knight. Before we go any further, I got your park recommendation. So um, if you enjoyed watching this movie, and actually this movie you've seen already, I already know it's one of your favorites. So this is more for the survivors. So my number one pick was Beetlejuice, 1998. Yes. And then my second recommendation would be 1989's Warlock, if you enjoyed this movie. I've never heard of Warlock. um, Actually, you know what? I've never seen it either, but I looked at the cast list and the synopsis and I was like, yeah, yeah, this is it's pretty much what we're dealing with here. Someone very charming. That's all I know. And it's Warlock. So I love white me man. some Billy Zane. Oh well, come on in. Let's talk about him. Um Oh well, you know, this is your first watch, huh? Yeah, it definitely was my first watch. For me, once again, this was Another one I have to give to my sisters, a show on HBO I knew I wasn't supposed to be watching, but I also knew when I seen them people, or I don't know who it was, but when I seen that haunted house and we slowly started moving on to the inside, down to the basement, I knew it was time for me to go to bed. Because <laughs> the thing is, there was a slight, small part of me that was actually scared of the Crypt Keeper. He looks then- so comical. That's the funny thing about it. But you have to think this is a tiny AJ. This isn't a I know, but older like... person. Like, no, like, no, no, no. I want to meet somebody. If somebody told me as a kid that this thing did not put some type of fear in their heart, I'm calling you a motherfucking lie. You're lying. And it's okay. You ain't got a lot of kicking. You ain't got a. We was all scared of the Crypt Keeper because he looked freaking creepy. So, again. This is my first watch. I have, well, actually, I don't even think I've seen the original tales um, from the Crypt, but I recognize the Crypt Keeper. Right. I, I mean, it's never pop did. culture. Yeah. It's one of those things that's literally have always been there. I would imagine by the time that you were like cognizant of what it was, you were probably at the age that you knew it wasn't real. You know? Of course. So I'm saying like, this is like me seeing this. I know my ass was like four or five watching this. So yes, <laughs> no, I'm not trying to see this thing laughing with these ice blue eyes. And you know, ice blue eyes, I don't like it. I said this last week, like, don't do it. It's not a goodie for me. It's not <laughs> going to work, period. 
I had someone um, interview me today and I was staring in their eyes and they had like ice blue eyes and it was so weird. I told you. I just don't mess with it. Before we go too far, a little more on this movie. This one's directed by Ernest Dickerson. Actually, we're gonna see him a little bit later in the season. If you guys are familiar with his work, then you already know where he's gonna pop up. This is produced by Gilbert Alder, written by Mark Bishop, Ethan Reef, and Cyrus Boris. I actually have a little backstory about them, but I'll come back around to them. And obviously, of course, this is based off of the Tales from the Crypt series that you know we were sneaking to watch on HBO when we was little. You know how that go. <laughs> no, so, we didn't even have HBO. Jonna, you know what? At this point, <laughs> like, or you know, we had, I, we I had Showtime. We had I already knew that you hadn't seen this, so I was just like, I mean, I already know she ain't seen it, so I went about to get on her. But you know. When you say you can watch BET as a kid and MTV, I already knew you weren't watching Showtime and HBO. Like you wouldn't see, so, you wouldn't peeking through your eyes to see them titties. You okay? We had Showtime and we had Stars, but we didn't have HBO. I'm guessing that my parents didn't watch HBO enough to pay for HBO when we had Comcast. So that's why I have the. I'm the one who's paying for the HBO Max subscription because they didn't even have HBO. But I did sneak in middle school. I was watching The L Word on Showtime, so. That's too old. That's too old. <laughs> no. In third, fourth grade, if you was not sneaking to watch HBO with the volume down, you wasn't doing it right. Yeah, we didn't even have HBO, so. <laughs> Like, I swear, I used to be like flipping through channels, trying to like hurry up and peek for something. I don't. We be curious. And y'all laughing at home because y'all know y'all asses was doing it too. Don't be judging. Whatever. I was a sheltered child. We know this by now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have consumed it. <laughs> Speaking of, let me tell you about this cast because when I say everybody and their mama is in this movie, yep. everybody and their mama is in this movie. Yep. So you got everybody's favorite, the person everybody is here for. No, not Jada Pinkett before she added the Smith as Geraldine, and we don't even have to get started on her, but there she is. Billy Zane yes. stole this movie. Yes. And I loved every second of it. Yes. I'm gonna move on from him because apparently we all know who he is. Then you have William Sadler as Breaker. And Breaker, um, once again, like I said, he's in Bill, Bill and Ted's Adventures, Die Hard 2. Green Mile. He's in so many things. I was just like, it's one of those people, it's like, you know the face. Then you get, oh my God. I just want to know, do you recognize Dick Miller? He's been on our show yes. before. I do. What do you recognize him from without looking? Girl, you already know I was looking. I already knew. <laughs> That's why I Gremlins. <laughs> So he also plays in one of my favorite movies, Chopping Mall. Uh, he's just such a legend, rest in peace to him. Then we have Brenda Baki as Cordelia, CCH Pounder as Irene, and once again, another person that's all up in everything. Um, most of you guys, recently, you will probably recognize her as the nun from The Orphan. 
Ah, yes, ringing the bell, right? I know. Then you have Thomas Hayden Church as Roach. Jesus, I hated him. Yeah, then he got on my nerves in this movie. Jesus. Charles Fletcher as Wally Enfield. And oh my God, guys, do you know who this is? It's the freaking voice for Roger Rabbit. And, and if you a real one, you will recognize that this is the dream doctor that fucking set Nancy up in the Nightmare on Elm Street. And I'm convinced he set her up. I don't want to fucking hear it. You can argue with me on our IG at D180 Podcast if you want. <laughs> but, and then um, I'm going to wrap this up. We got some other people in here because actually Tim DeZarn is in here too. And I didn't even recognize him at first. But he's the harbinger from The Cabin in the Woods and a whole bunch of other movies that he's just being creepy in. But lastly, I want to talk about John Cassier that is actually the voice of the Crypt Keeper. And per my research, I ain't dare know that he was the voice of Baby Bugs Bunny in the Looney Tunes. Not the baby. baby. Yeah, but it was like the last couple episodes. This one more person, because she really ain't got nothing to do with nothing. But just because she's a beautiful black woman, I'm going to shout her out. Tracy Bingham is also in this movie. She's one of the topless girls in Uncle Willie's fantasy, but I just had to shout her out because she did that. <laughs> you know, I'm... one thing y'all know about me, I am a girl's girl. I always big up the women, period. Cause who else gonna do it if not us, okay? This movie got a lot going on, okay? First off, it dropped between the sixth and seventh season of the, you know, original TV show that we've been talking about. But the thing is, from Jump, it wasn't even meant to be a movie's four tales from the crypt. Really? Mm-mm. The first draft of the script, it was written all the way back in 1987, two years before the show even came out, right? When it first, the script, when it first came out, it was supposed to go to Tom Holland. Now, no, not Peter Parker, but <laughs> <laughs> Tom Holland, who, you know, directed Child's Play. And this script was actually supposed to be a follow-up to Child's Play, which I don't know oh. if I would have liked that because that the sequel to Child's Play is, like, perfect. doesn't seem like I don't know how this. I don't know how this would have went, like... I mean, I'm pretty sure not word for word because the script was different from what we watched. So, you know, it wouldn't have been exactly that. But I'm just curious, like, what was that going to look like? But, you know, he passed on it. So then it went to the next director, which was Mark Carducci, who was the screenwriter for Pumpkinhead. Then he just sat on it and didn't do nothing with it. So then it went on to director Michael. It went to Mary Lambert, who I know for directing some of Janet Jackson's video, but I also know her from directing Pet Cemetery and the sequel that came out after. But um, her idea, she wanted to go in a completely different direction. Like she actually wanted Breaker's character to be African-American as well. And the thing that she was going with, according to this article that I pulled from, she wanted to create a theme that the oppressed people of the earth were also its saviors. And I'm kind of like, hmm, why didn't we do this? But the reason why, why, quote unquote, they didn't do this was because when she put out Pet Cemetery 2, it, it did that. I, I don't see, I get why 
people don't like it because it has nothing on the first one. But it ain't that bad. Like it's it's a Sunday cleanup movie. We'll get to it when we get it. This is not <laughs> Pet Cemetery to show you. I was about to I was really about to sit here and defend that movie, but we're not gonna do it today. But anyway, they they wasn't trying to mess with her. And honestly, y'all know how y'all is. Y'all know how y'all do women and POC, so I'm not buying that for a second. But anyway, the script kept getting passed and passed and passed until finally it got on this one guy's desk who figured out it was going to be, you know, a trilogy. So this actually wasn't even gonna be the first movie. This was going to be the second movie in a trilogy, which actually, in my opinion, probably would have worked out because per my research, I hear that the other three movies, well, first of all, rewind. The original trilogy, only Demon Knight made it. The three movies that were in that trilogy didn't even see the light of development hell, I don't think. Like, they were just finito. When Demon Knight went into production, then they thought, you know, these other two movies were going to come along. They decided to make Demon Knight the first one since it had a stronger script. They should have kept it the second one. I haven't seen the other ones, like I said, but I hear that they aren't good. And you know, usually when a movie isn't good, but the sequel is, people go back to the first one and try to justify maybe is it good, like da 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 You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, so that's basically what happened. This was supposed to come out Halloween 1994. They pushed it back to January for that release date. It was purposely released on January 13th because the Tales from the Crypts movie were originally to be tied with traditional horror weekends, such as Friday the 13th, Halloween, that sort of thing. Yeah, but the last thing I wanted to say before I take you off is this one kind of sets itself apart from the TV show, whereas the content is different. This movie as a whole involves what we're used to in a horror movie, seeing people get through and survive. Usually when you watch the tales from the crypt, it's kind of like when we watch the tales from the hood and it's about comeuppance and I'm gonna get mine, you'll get yours. It's kind of like those type of stories, but Demon Knight wasn't that. So that's kind of what gave it a little bit leverage, but some people didn't really like that too well, but I guess you'll see what we think about it in a second. You ready to bounce? I'm ready. Howdy, survivors. Please keep your tips and limbs inside the vehicle and remain seated at all times. Hang on to your personal belongings, especially your minds and spines. Because this here's a wild ride. So I noticed while I was watching this movie that we got a lot of characters. You know, we got like... We got the hero, we got the villain, we got the potential final girl, we have love interest. We got all types of stuff going on. So I wanted to know, what kind of role would you play in a horror film? And all I need you to do is answer a few simple questions. Oh, I was about to tell you, but okay, I'll answer the questions. (laughs) Seven questions, okay? Okay. Question number one, why are you being haunted? Did you seek out a ghost? I know you're not gonna pick that one. Did your friend rope you into it? Are you the one doing the haunting? Is there a ghost in your house? You're not. Something bad happened to you. I would say a friend probably roped me into it. 
Number two, what is your backstory? Is it tragic, basic, deep, none of your business, I can't remember, or romantic? None of your business. Number three, <laughs> how do you kill a ghost? Holy water, salt, this is you. Let me do some Googling. I don't want to go near any ghost. I'll never tell. Or with my personality. I'll never tell. Do you like horror movies? Horror movies are laughable compared to the real evils. Yes. I love anything dark and horrifying. No. I'm basically a horror expert. And only if there's someone to cuddle. I'll go with yes. How do you think you will die? What? I'm already dead. A demon. I refuse to die. A ghost. Will my significant other betray me? I am immortal. I am immortal! Did <laughs> you go away? Yes. <laughs> Pick a color. Green, yellow, white, red, pink, black. Pink. Okay. Pick a haunted house. I'm going to describe them for you. Okay. The first one literally looks like an old Victorian cottage, three floors tall, very shabby. The second one, ooh, this second one almost looks like, hmm, whose house can I picture this? It almost looks like the house on Nebo Street in it. Oh, damn, you haven't seen that movie. You don't know what that is. Okay, <laughs> it's a two-story spooky house. The third one looks like the house from The Dark and the Wicked. It's like out mm. in the field. It's like a wooden cat. Yeah, it looks like that. The fourth one looks more like the Blair Witch Cottage that we talked about in May. Yeah. The fourth one, this one looks like it's out in the mountains. It's a white two-story. Man, that thing looks spooky. It looks, because it's far away in the mountain. It just looks very good, though. The fourth one is just an abandoned white house in the middle of the field pretty shabby i think i'll go with the victorian house the very first one yeah that sounds decent oh jesus <laughs> Here are I, don't, results. I don't know what they look like so <laughs> I was you are the town witch smart and capable you are able to avoid the haunted house due to your knowledge of the supernatural when the protagonists come running to your door asking for help, you only give them just enough information. The rest is their responsibility. Honestly, that is 100% accurate. That sounds right. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was fun. I got the love entrance, which literally sounds about right for me. <laughs> and it's usually on accident. <laughs> Not on accident. John A. <laughs> Am I lying? Uh, I remember we were on the beach and that dude tried to snatch you up. 
And what was I doing? Minding my business. Oh my gosh, I need to find that video. That was funny. I literally, <laughs> people, I was minding, lit literally, I'm not even, she was I'm not stunning. She was Michael Jackson in her own world. Literally, <laughs> by myself in my bubble and this guy, all I rem all I remember is me just swerving to the right because he just came real close, and it's all on video. Oh man, yeah. this that's normally me. I'm just minding my business, and people just show up trying to bother me. <laughs> well, anyway, we about to bounce out, y'all, so y'all can buckle up, Buttercups, because when we come back, we're gonna be talking 1995 Tales from the Crypt presents Demon Night. Universal Pictures is proud to present the motion picture directing debut of one of America's most talented and respected artists. Cut! Cut, 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 cut! Oh, hello, kitties. So glad you could join me. Your pal, the Crypt Keeper, has gone Hollywood in a big way. I'm directing my first feature film. Care for a little shriek preview? <laughs> For my big scream premiere, I wanted lots of suspense. Uh -oh. Special effects. Sex. Yeah. Violence. The kind of thing you could really sink your teeth into. Frights! Camera! Action! It's about a chase through the ages. A race against time. The war between good and evil. Come on out, everybody. It's time to play. And the final battle between man... I'm sorry. ...and demon. I'm not gonna hurt you. I lied. It stars Billy Zane from Dead Calm, William Sadler from Die Hard 2, and Jada Pinkett from Menace to Society. Ooh, I love those titles. And you'll love Demon Knight. The The demons are here! And ladies, if you think Demon Knight is too gross and yucky... Whoa! Thank you! <laughs> I actually don't think we need to talk about the trailer because... Um, oh, it was cute. Mr. Crib Keeper told us everything that we needed to know in the trailer. And I'm just Basically. like, all right. Yeah. He said, scares, thrills, sex, <laughs> all types of stuff. I said, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I thought it was cute. I like the Crib Keeper. Now He's that funny. I'm not scared of him anymore, yeah. But. <laughs> but when we get to the opening, like I said earlier, it was just pure nostalgia for me. And I felt like. It was time for me to go to my room and go to bed, but uh, I, was like, first. I was like, "What is? What is this? The movie?" Yeah. So usually, what happens is we go into the crypt keeper's house. We go visit him. He tells us this little tales like hi, girls and ghouls, like all that stuff, you know. And then it's kind of like it's literally kind of like last week when we talked about tales from the hood, and he introduced the blah blah blah, and then it goes yeah. into the story. It's literally just like that, but now. You know, it's a movie. It? However, this one throws you off for real, for real, because it starts with this lady. First of all, first of all, and I should have looked because I want to know. This lady sounds like the lady from Snapped on Oxygen. 
Honestly, I haven't watched Snapped. So I couldn't even tell you. Sunday. I never watched Snapped. What? Yeah, I never watched Snapped. All these true crime shows you watch? Never watched Snapped. Like, I know that weekly that there are people that cuss you out on this podcast. I'm 100% sure. I am a hundred percent sure, but I have like, never. So you telling that. me in eighth grade, you just never sat there all day and watched Snapped in eighth grade? No, no. I was watching Degrassi. Well, I was too. We all were. <laughs> Where was you at when we was watching Snapped? See, I wasn't into true crime back then. I was more so Disney Channel and Cartoon Network and whatever movies my mama wanted to watch. Wow. Yes. Now, I didn't get into, like, actually liking horror movies, for real, for real, until college. I'm still, like, baffled at this, but I'm going to keep going. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Homegirl's on the phone, and she's talking to her little sneaky link about killing her husband. She's feeling herself because, baby, she got her husband downstairs boiling in a vat of acid. But look, listen. She was feeling herself a little too much because I guess she must have not did a double tap or something, I guess, because homie emerges from the vet, comes upstairs, and gets ready to body her. But then the director calls cut. I'm like, oh, shoot. Right. I was, movie. <laughs> right. I was like, oh, this is the movie? I got excited a little bit. I was. Here you go. Here you go. <laughs> I got excited. Because I was like, oh, we starting off strong. Okay. You saw boobs. You say yes. <laughs> like, no, because I was like, okay, she rolling around in blood. Because at first I'm thinking, okay, is this like, is she, did she really kill somebody? Or is she like playing a phone sex operator? But then I saw that she really killed the person. And I was like, oh shit, it's about to be lit. And then he said, cut. And I was like, dang, that's not the movie. I'm confused. (laughs) Right. First of all, let me tell you something. The Crypt Keeper, in this very moment, I don't know if he was giving me Capricorn energy or was he giving me Virgo energy, but I feel like it was Capricorn because he was being very upfront, very direct and shady. And um, listen, (laughs) he was just going off on everybody because he's not happy with homeboys acting. And (laughs) after a while, he breaks the fourth wall and lets us know that he's been in Hollywood and he's about to take us to the movies for some Frights camera action because we're about to get into Demon Night. And now our movie starts. So taking place in Wormwood, New Mexico, first of all, not y'all just out the gate popping up with bible references i said okay we jump into the book of revelations i'm gonna leave that one alone y'all can read that for yourselves <laughs> so breakers trying to escape the collector and after you know this has been going on for a minute because we see his gas tank is on e and faith is not about to get him any further honey after he's unsuccessful popping the collector trying to get him to run off the road the collector continues to hurdle into him and they crash the vehicles Breaker's able to get away, but when he does, a symbol glows into the palm of his right hand. He pops up on his little mom and pop shop, right? So he's trying to steal this car. However, his plan, again, gets foiled by this little boy. And Danny, he a snitch. I mean, I understand this man was stealing your daddy's car. 
I would talk too. Like, nigga, this is my car. Well, it's not my car. Well, my first of car, all, okay, but... if you're going to snitch, if you're going to snitch, then go snitch. Don't address me, then. <laughs> and then also, Breaker, you should have gave him some cash money. That's where you went wrong. Who wanted a quarter? <laughs> What's he got to do with that? I mean, it's 1995, so he could have went to the gumball machine. Yeah. But Okay, that's only going to give me five minutes of happiness and I'm over it. Like, we need more. Anyway. Breaker ends up running into the local town drunk, Uncle Willie, who takes him to a church that's been converted into a mission hotel. And honey, I can see why. Because when he go in there, she's talking, this is where we're about to meet some of our new characters. But I'll tell you about that in a minute. Homegirl, she's like, well, I don't rent to strangers and I don't rent short term. Well, baby, that's your problem. Right. <laughs> I see why. Okay. Anyway, so before that happens, another star appears on Breaker's hand. And like, we're starting to see us forming a formation. And I will say this one thing I liked about this movie, I like that it threw us right in the middle of the action. And we slowly have to figure out how everything is happening, you know? And it's not, okay, some stuff. Uh, I'll talk about it later. I don't think so. It's like, I go back and forth. Y'all know me. I be picky. Anyway, we meet everybody else. He tell first of all, first of all, he lies and says that his name is Adam Smith. I said, why you laugh? But we figure out why later. So yeah. we meet the owner, Irene, little um, home girl, call girl, Cordelia, post guy, Wally, and then hotel worker, Geraldine. Now, listen, I don't like the way they got Geraldine working like she's Benderella. Like, I don't like that. Like, I get it. I know she a convict. She don't work her leaves, but sheesh. Like, y'all, and then, first of all, when Cadelia asked her to replace her bed sheets, I'm like, no, you do that. You do that. And that whole little, oh, first of all, that joke. And she was like, I couldn't get the stains off the sheet. And she said, damn, guacamole. I said, you. What? Are we talking about poop? But that's disgusting. But guacamole is green. Exactly. So I'm until like, until the air about... turns brown. But that's oh. why I'm like, it's a few things. They were doing head, scat like... play. Okay. Mm-mm. They had to be because I just thought about it. When if you ever go to Chipotle and get the guacamole, sometimes if you take too long to eat it, like you know the side of guacamole, and you'll go get it out the fridge, and now it's turned brown because the air didn't. First hit. of all. Stop eating chipotle guacamole and make that shit fresh. Ew, what? <laughs> I'm gonna tell y'all. I'm I be like really against a lot of fast food places because I be seeing what they be doing. Don't give me no guacamole out of a tube. What is that? The my last couple of times that I've had guacamole at um Chipotle, they've actually left the skin of the avocado on it, like in the guacamole, and that pissed me off because like, I mean one. That's why I don't go to that place in the first place. But two, stop that. Y'all got to stop that. But yeah, I'm sorry that they were playing in shit guacamole. I just think that's kind of disgusting either way we look at it. But then <laughs> Wally and Cordelia have been talking. We find out Wally got fired from his job. I could, Like I said earlier, he's a postal worker. And Cordelia, I'm like, sis, not you offering freebies. Like... <laughs> girl get away from him get far away from him baby because you're gonna ruin his life and you're not ready for them problems i'm trust me i'm trying to help you okay (laughs) so the perfectly named roach 
a cook at the hotel, comes in and informs the group about the theft that happened earlier at his job. If y'all didn't notice, he ran out when Breaker was breaking into the car. He was over there. Yeah, that was him. Unaware that it was Breaker who's now in the hotel, Miss Irene gets suspicious and calls the sheriff. While this was all happening, the collector somehow, well, we know how, survived the crash and convinced Sheriff Tupper and Deputy Bob that Breaker is a dangerous thief and they need to go get him right the fuck now. When they arrive to the hotel, it's showdown on site. And upon seeing the collector, Breaker holds up Geraldine hostage. But of course, we all know he ain't gonna do it. And once he's subdued by the officers, they learn that Breaker has been carrying a false ID as well as he's in possession of an important artifact that belongs to the collector who's talking about, I'm working at a collection agency. I'm like, sir, <laughs> you're just going to keep lying. Okay. <laughs> and before this even happened, when they first came up in the place, Sheriff told Deputy Bob to go upstairs and check room number five. Let me tell you something. Bob, you don't do your job. You a peeper and a blocker. I'm going to need you to choose yeah, a struggle. Yeah, that okay? pissed me off. I'm like, how you going to sit up there and mess up their kink session? A kink? Because, Girl, first, of all, first battery. of all, Bob went to room four after he was instructed to go to room five. And he walks in on Roach and Cordelia and a baby. Roach got jumper cables attached to his nipples. That are attached Cordelia to a battery. Is. Okay. I'm just like, all right. Well, I mean, like I said, Bob, you need to pick a struggle because you can't be a blocker and a peeper, okay? And then he's going to go downstairs and just be running his mouth talking about all what they're doing. I'm like, boy, shut your... Listen. Anyway, another check, and they realize that Breaker, or the person, Frank Breaker, has been dead for some time now. So um, who is this man that we've been calling Breaker? And I still will continue to call him Breaker. Well, anyway, Uncle Willie snitching ass reveals that he knows where Breaker hid the key and pulls it from under the table. And now we get a better look at it. We see that it has to be connected to Breaker because it has the stars on it, just like he has the stars on his hand. The collector, he, first of all, he think he real slick. He's trying to just collect his things and go and make sure they have them pour the little liquid out inside. But smartly, Sheriff Tupper takes the artifact and the tables turn. First of all, first of all, we find out that both of the cars are stolen, right? So they both got to go to jail. <laughs> Why? The co Listen, you had everybody on your side already. Now, all you had to do is leave grab the key, and go about your business. Now, the only reason I think he did all of that was because it was seven people in the house. So he was like, oh, this is my perfect time to do this right here, right now. But still, sir, we could we could find seven people anytime. Like, all we got to do is go to uh, the gas station. Like, I'm pretty sure it's seven people at the gas station right now. Sure of it. But instead of just keeping his cool, this nigga decides that he's going to kill Tupper by punching straight through his skull. And I'm just like... That tripped me out. I was like, dang. Talk about packing the punch. Like, damn, all right. Breaker's able to get the artifact back, smacking the collector with it and running him outside. <laughs> I'm mad that the other cop was pulling on his gun mask slow, though. Like, he got a fist through his skull and you taking your time trying to pull out this gun. What are you doing? It's a few times throughout this movie that I noted. I said, y'all gonna make John A. mad because y'all not doing this quick enough. 
<laughs> you're gonna make John A. mad because you have not shot this gun yet. Like it's a few times. Like this. at this point, I was just like, you know what? I couldn't even make. I couldn't even keep track of all the times they didn't pull out the gun because I was like, y'all gonna give me a heart attack and anxiety <laughs> with all of this malfunctioning. Speaking of malfunctioning, when the collector jumps out the window, he sheds his cowboy fucking hoduck hoduck act. <laughs> First of all, I said. Is this man real? Because he's hilarious. He had me dying. So yeah. then he ends up cutting his hand and letting the little glow stick plasma bleed all on the floor. And it starts generating these little demons. And I'm just like, oh, he's really condemning this space. He was serious. But first of all, I don't know if anybody out there watched Dragon Ball Z. I do. <laughs> does this remind, does this part, like, did anybody think of Nappa? Because I feel like this is literally shot for shot the same thing. And I'm not saying Demon um, Knight bit off DBZ because I'm pretty sure DBZ came after. But I'm just saying. Or actually, I don't know that. I really don't know because I feel like Dragon Ball Z was just always there. If y'all know, humor me because I'm really serious. Am I tripping? Like, cause I feel like those are virtually the same thing. But anyway, these demons, they start going ham, right? And let me tell you, Roach, you ain't shit. How the mm-hmm. fuck you going to tell Cordelia to come outside with you and then when y'all get out there, you going to put, you thought I didn't see you push her, but I saw you push her and leave her to get attacked by a demon? Really? It's okay, though, because Wally comes it. along. He's not. But it's okay, like I said, because Wally comes along to save her. But see, the demon ate them few first headshots, then was not phasing him. Try harder, boo. So Breaker comes along and was like, shoot between the eyes. But by the time he does that, the little, you know, first of all, you know, this is the 90s. Because when them green lasers came out, I said, baby, we here. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> and it ends up knocking Wally out. But I was like, yeah, this is the 90s. It definitely is. but while all of this is happening let me tell you something irene is me because i don't get the time for none of this and why did you even bring this here like i could have just been here in my little ran down hotel chilling and here you come bringing all of this chaos okay because even i don't know if you noticed when uh the collector first punched tuppy or tupper whatever his name is did you hear her Cause she has something in her mouth and she admittedly spits it out. She's like, yeah, she's, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that is very on brand for something I would do just right off top, just react. But also this movie is very funny because when Roach starts going off, he was like, who's going to sit here and help us? The headless horseman. I said, Oh damn. I forgot he got his head knocked off. <laughs> But after popping a few demons that weren't able to get in, Breaker only tells the group that the key contains blood, but they mainly, you know, really wrote. They don't understand why he can't just hand over the key. Why I'm not understanding is not connecting. But Breaker, never minding him, continues to use the red liquor and the key artifact to protect the building, blocking the demons from entering through the doors and windows. And at this point, he lets everybody know, look, we got to wait out through the night. We have to wait out through the night. Or y'all getting popped through the eyes. It's simple. Not popped through the eyes. Choose one. Like, which one? Do you want to sit and wait? Or do you want to sit and not see? <laughs> I, guess <laughs> I guess so. 
As he continues on, he gets a flashback triggered by seeing a cross reflecting on the wall. He goes back to the crucifixion and instantly you kind of think like, okay, you weren't there, but I'm a rock with you. All right. So in this scene, we see that a man is offering a key to a demon, but God thunders at it, stopping him from handing it over. I got something to say about that, but I'm just, just hold on to the fact that I said that that happened. While Irene loads her shotgun because she don't play, Cleo, Geraldine's cat, appears, but Breaker ain't going for that either, and they chase the feline and Geraldine into the basement, finding a whole nother wall that turns out to be a tunnel. And all while this is happening, Roach tries to check Wally for doing what he did. Even though I'm like, how are you going to check him when you was a punk? That's not how that worked, okay? So then when Cordelia gets involved, Roach tries to check her, a.k.a. abuses her. And Yo, I was that just pissed like, me listen, off. Like, why are you smack her like that? Because he has little dick energy, and he needs to feel like he controlled somebody. And you know what? It's fine. He's going to get his later. Cordelia's left alone in the room and unable to get in, the collector uses his psychic powers to seduce and possesses Cordelia. Girl, I would have fell for it too because the way he was talking, his, the way how his voice sound. Uh, I love Billy. Mm-mm. How the hell are you the town witch and you falling for sense <laughs> stuff like this? I just like the way his voice sounds. You can talk to me on the phone any day. Mm-mm. Hey. No. You know who I say that about? Who? Vision. <laughs> Vision Paul Bettany. Yes, I love his voice. I'm literally, and I make this joke all the time. I say, like, I'm pretty hard-headed, but if he told me to do something, I'm going to listen. Man, I can never say that out loud about anybody else other than my boyfriend. Girl, he'd be so pissed because I don't listen. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, like, I don't, I don't know what it is. I just feel like I just have to listen Girl, to this voice. Billy Kane voice. <sighs> okay, I'm sorry. This seduction scene kind of reminded me of Cordelia from Bad Girls Club 2. I don't know if you're familiar, but survivors, if y'all know Cordelia, y'all knew if you gave her the right attention, she was sold and it did not take that much. And the crazy part is I did a video on this not too long ago. She's a scientist now. And I'm like, oh, okay. Okay, girl. She said I was not on BGC2. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway... The Cordelia in this movie ends up killing poor Wally. And after, first of all, this is where my first note was. After two minutes of y'all making John A. mad, not knowing how to just shoot possessed Cordelia. <laughs> but, but no, but the, you know what also pissed me off? The fact that Cordelia looked so ugly. Like, she was she, she was a demon. What was she I supposed know. to look like? Pretty? Well, I've seen better looking demons. Did you see the other demons that spawned out the ground? They didn't look too pretty either. She was special treatment. Her, she looked kind of weird. That is demonist. It is. Wow. But wow. <laughs> That's wow. We don't we don't tolerate that at this part. We don't do that here. You're gonna have to take a time out. You're gonna have to man the kitty corner. Sucks for you, buddy. Well. While she's over there getting herself together, Irene gets her forearm ripped off. And I said, damn, 
this kind of fucking sucks. But they're able to kill Cordelia once they destroy the eyes that popped out of her head. I kind of like that because they Breaker's able to pop her, but her eyes pop out and they still have to get the eyes. I kind of like that little detail that it's just not that easy to just kill them. You really got to go for it. Am I still in timeout? Yep. <laughs> the remaining group is all in disagreements with Breaker and they just they trying to get out you know what I'm saying so they like look it's these tunnels downstairs let's just take those while Roach swings to knock the wall down Breaker gets another vision the red liquid inside of the key we find out is actually the blood of Jesus hmm all right new elements to the story um I'm gonna take a second are you ready to act right Sure. All right, you better not laugh. I'm telling you. <laughs> no demon discrimination. We don't do that. Okay. While they walking in this little tunnel, Geraldine is trailing behind in the back. Why? And this leads her to find a little boy named Danny. It's really the little boy, the little snitch from earlier. Yeah, he in these tunnels. But why is he in these tunnels, you ask? Well, that's because he's now here hiding from his parents that just recently got turned. So, um, yeah, that means that there are zombies or undead people, demons, in this tunnel, and they need to get the fuck out. And they do. But see, what ends up happening is Breaker seals the barrier, right? And then here comes Roach, per usual. Gets mm -hmm. way too trigger happy and breaks the damn seal when he tries to get back at his boss for four years of minimum wage. Now, first of all, let me tell you something. This kid already had to, I assume, witness his parents turn and probably chase him into that mine. So now you gonna sit there and shoot his daddy in front of him? He was already dead. Why did right. you do that? Like you almost as bad as the dude on VHS2 that had that shotgun at the little kid's party, even though it did <laughs> end up helping. Hey, I can't fault that man. He was doing what needed to be done. He was killing them zombies. He did, but he still didn't have to shoot at the van. He could have ran at an angle. I don't know. Like, Jesus. Anyway. <laughs> Hearing the word hopeless, Breaker has another vision. Well, I'd be saying vision because it literally was giving me that's a Raven vibes, but they're all flashbacks. So this flashback is to when he was given the responsibility of protecting the artifact, being the one. This ultimately explains why he has all the knowledge of all those past scenes that he wasn't there for, and along with the meaning of the hand tattoo and what the key artifact actually is. Now, even though this was all Roach's fault, because had he not broken the barrier, they would have been fine, Breaker reluctantly gives them an explanation to everything that's going on. Now, besides this all being about alignment and having to do with my favorite number seven, as Genesis says, in the beginning, following the creation, <laughs> demons use the seven keys to focus the power of the cosmos into their hands, right? So when God figured that out, he said, no, 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 we're not about to do all that. And he created light, which scattered the demons and the keys across the universe. Now, this artifact that Breaker has is the last key needed to reclaim the power. So they have to protect that. Like, there is, it's a no-go, like, non-negotiable. You got to do it. So God originally gave it to a thief named Sirach, 
and had him fill it with the blood of Christ, like we saw in the flashback, right? So the guardians of the key, which is the demon knight, anybody that has it, once they die, they have to refill it with their own blood and then pass it on to the next chosen one. So Breaker actually got it from his commanding officer, August 23rd, 1917, during World War I, from commanding officer Dickerson, which is a nod to the director, Ernest Dickerson. But, you know, basically, this is the backstory for the Demon Knight. And now everybody's just sitting there like, so you're telling me the blood of Jesus is in your hands right now. While everybody's processing that, um, Danny disappears. And what the fuck? Like, boy, what? How are you disappearing? Like, really? <laughs> we should have let you get got in the mind. Like, you doing too much. But while this commotion is happening, Roach is able to snatch the artifact out of Breaker's bag. And I'm just like, well, it's his pocket. But I'm like, what is wrong with you? He literally just sat there and told you what this means. And here you go. Really? That's why you ain't the chosen one. And that's fine. Anyway. Geraldine, looking for Danny, ends up in one of the collector's mind games. He promises her the world with all the money and the fame and beauty. Uh, baby, first of all, let me tell you something. This scene, I thought I was in a music video for two seconds. I said, because the music and then his voiceover with it, I was feeling myself. I was just like, am I supposed to feel this way? Because I'm not even, the scene was beautiful. It was fire, but... Me personally, it had a hold on me, and I was just like, hmm, is he hypnotizing me through this screen? Yeah, like, is this some VHS 2 shit? And I'm not supposed to watch this. I'm myself like, what's going on here? But anyway, the main point of the scene is he's trying to possess Jada, but we really don't know, like, if it worked or not. It kind of left us hanging there, you know? Yeah, it was a little weird, it's a little scared. Meanwhile, in the church attic, Irene and Bob find find Uncle Willie drunk per usual and Danny who's reading a Tales from the Crypt comic leaving Irene and Bob to get with the rest of the crew Uncle Willie ends up getting possessed first of all in a boob and beer filled fantasy of course <laughs> <laughs> and at first I was like I know they don't get this little boy in this fantasy with all these naked women like I know they didn't do that but the thing is it's not. Danny's in the room and he's confused because he's just watching Uncle Willie holding his arms up and just <laughs> like, what, what is happening? What's going on here? So upstairs in the attic, Irene and Bob realized that Wally was actually planning to go postal at the post office. He has, a, first of all, he got a chunk full of heat. Then there's a note in there professing his love to Cordelia. But the thing is, he wasn't even going to use them guns. Them guns wasn't even loaded. He was about to pull a JD low-key from Heather's with a vest full of grenades. I was like, oh, you were serious? Because <laughs> that ain't nothing to play with. Like, it, I just feel like if you have stuff like that in your possession, you did serious. And I don't like that. I don't need to be around that. Um, hmm. This scene had me dying with the collector coming to Irene and serving her arm on a platter. And in the way she just stuck her little nub up so quick. I said, I know she's not about to turn on everybody. And she said, nah, bitch, this is me flipping the middle finger. Okay, period. I'm not about to do none of that. And then Poor it just thing. cuts. I wanted to see the rest of it. I wanted to know what was going to happen. I'm going to say this now. I just feel like, okay, I'll hold it. Never mind. Y'all know I was about to go on a tangent. 
It's okay. Anyway, <laughs> I hold it because I I just hold it because it's too much. Because <laughs> it's something else I got to say about this too that made me a little bit mad. But anyway, Breaker and Geraldine find Danny hiding again, but this time possessed Uncle Willie attacks Breaker as Geraldine is trying to you know fight herself. Like, is she gonna? attack breaker is she gonna attack uncle willie like what is she gonna do and uncle willie ain't making it no better because he trying to guilt trip her and stuff but oh my god him slapping her in the stunt double or the dummy <laughs> flying first oh no 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 this was the one with the stunt double the second one was a dummy and i noticed it and i was like y'all know jada tiny this stunt double was thick <laughs> and that's like i looked i said hmm Okay, well, you know, whatever. But it don't matter because as soon as he knocks Jada into the wall, he gets his block knocked off. But uh, remember, this ain't over and Uncle Willie is still attacking Breaker because they didn't destroy the eyes yet. But let me tell you something. Danny came in clutch real quick and pulled a Billy from Silent Night, Deadly Night and impales Uncle Willie through the eyeballs with the deer antlers. I was like, ooh, this is nasty. It's a lot. <laughs> But I do like that they, like, use the green ooze versus just making it bloody. So it kind of saves them a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind gore. But, you know, the censors can't get away with all that all the time. <sighs> Let's go check on this nigga Roach. Because this <laughs> nigga, he over here making deals with the collector to trade his life for the key. First off, you dad vacation shirt, beach blonde mess shirt wearing bitch. What? <laughs> What is wrong with you? Are you kidding me? <laughs> you really gonna sit there in a kiki with this collector? First of all, okay, you know, first up, I'm not gonna stunt because when he wrote that sponge out of his mouth, I fell out. And that was his idea to do yeah. that. <laughs> like, I fell out. I'm like, I know you did not sit there with that big ass Brillo sponge. It's one of them sponges that like is yellow at the bottom and that green Brillo pad at the top, yeah. y'all. I'm like, because you know them things thick. You really sat there and I know your saliva was probably like getting absorbed and probably. <laughs> but anyway, Roach takes the sponge and starts wiping away the barrier because earlier, <clears throat> I forgot to mention that earlier, the key kind of gets spilled, but it kind of protects the whole entire upper level, which I mean works out. It's, it's a clutch defense, but this nigga is wiping away the barrier. So now it don't even matter. And it really don't matter because the collector betrays him and kills him. Not even a minute later. Right. <laughs> That's what you get Literally. for being the snitch bitch. Okay, period. So anyway, the collector waltzes his ass up the stairs only to get an arrow in the eye and topples over the balcony. Breaker is able to swipe the key and takes everybody up to safety. I think they like go upstairs into the attic. So Bob is holding everybody back. Well, not everybody. He's trying to hold these demons back and gets off a few shots. But, you know, he's realizing that this ain't about to work. So it's, it's probably about to get to that time. But, and this pissed me off, Irene joins him, donning the grenade vest, and they both sacrifice themselves for everybody else. And I, I would was never. pissed. I was like, as soon as I seen her pick up that vest, I said, no, you're not. I would never. And then when she went past break and was like, this is my house, my rules. I said, no, you're not. Like, we couldn't just pull it and throw it. Like, that wasn't an option. No. Nope. She, first of all, she loses her, uh, first of all, first of all, you come up in her place 
causing all this shit. Then she lose her arm. And now she got to sacrifice herself. This some bullshit. Justice for Irene, man. I'm pissed. (laughs) (laughs) After the sacrifice, in the attic, Breaker tells Geraldine that there's only enough blood for one more barrier. So she just chooses the window. I think it's like the biggest one that's in the room. But instead, Breaker pours it on her hand because she's the last one standing, making her the last one. This is like some weird Willy Wonka shit when you think about it. kind of dark while this is happening the collector brainwashes danny via tales from the crypt comic remember he was reading that episode you know how they be talking about comics or racho man <laughs> look at that wow this kid ends up literally first of all danny oh my gosh so you know while they're trying to like do their little knowledge trade from one demon knight to the next demon knight danny ends up attacking breaker and oh my god he put him up oh gosh to the uh it's over for breaker Breaker's dying. And before this even happened, Geraldine kicks that little shit Danny through the window that recently got cured and he kills him. And I was like, look, because first of all, if you hadn't ran off in the first place, Irene would still be here. Yeah. And you deserve to get kicked through that window. Fuck them kids. (laughs) I also like how they show you what's happening in real time, but it's also spliced with the comic strip. Yeah, I thought that was cute. Yeah, I mean, uh, usually they do that. Creepshow does that a lot, too, and it's another movie that does it, but I'm not going to mention it now because whenever we get to it, we get to it. But um, that's something that I really like because it's a simple way to get away with gorier things because you can just draw it, and at that point, it's a drawing. It's not gore. But as Breaker dies, he initiates Geraldine as guardian of the key, complete with the hand tattoo and the undoing of all the blood berries. Well, um, that's not good because guess who's strolling up there? First of all, they was hooking him up because the way he's pulled up in this green light, I was like, okay, somebody knew your angles. I see you. Who was you paying? Because they was hooking you up throughout this whole movie. But anyway, Geraldine, she's smart, right? First of all, when he was talking to her, I did not see her ducked in that little corner until like the second time. And then I see her arm move. And I was like, what was that? But she's over there covering herself in Breaker's blood to protect herself. And when the collector touches her or when she touches him, it ends up burning him. And he's like, yeah, no, 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 shoddy. This ain't gonna work. So y'all know he always wants to step ahead. So he grabs a shower curtain and wraps her in it, takes her <laughs> to the tub, washes the blood off. He also tell her, yeah, that eyeball shit. Yeah, that don't work on me, baby. I'm an advanced demon. You're gonna have to come a little bit harder than that. First of all, For some reason, when he said that, I just thought of, like, toxic relationships in my younger years. Like, this is an advanced demon, girl. You can't just break up with him. You got to do some extra. You got to, like... Oh, my God. (laughs) I don't know. For some reason, when he said, I'm an advanced demon, I just thought of these niggas, like, advanced demons. Yeah, that's about right. Sounds about right. But anyway, something that I just want to point out. Anytime somebody touches him with the artifact, he burns, right? Yeah. He grabbed it and poured it out. So why he ain't burn? And then I was thinking, you know me, because I always be ready to defend somebody. I was thinking, well, maybe he picked it up with the shower curtain. I don't think so. I think he picked it up. Well, does it have something to do with, um, like, the blood or something? 
Yeah, but remember every other time that Breaker just held it up to somebody. And even in the very beginning before um, Break, not Breaker, before the collector popped out the window and his little hold up, hold up little thing, he put it on his face and he burned. And maybe even when Jada touched because, him. Maybe it's because Breaker's not the demon knight no more. He's dead. And there's no but, more, there isn't seven people because I think it was like seven people in the house. So he had the power. I don't know. Uh, I see what you mean. I don't know, but I was sure thinking, I was like, hmm, before he's able to pour the entire potion out, it's not a potion, but it seemed like a cool word to say. Geraldine is able to take a sip of the blood before it's all gone. Why did he drag her down these steps like this? I was like, (laughs) I mean, I know, I know it's a D, I mean, I know it's a doll in there, like a fake body, but I was just like, not you just dragging her down the stairs like this. Like, this is not okay. But anyway, once he unwraps her, we get a little ballroom performance before the collector just whips out his little burning love. And I'm like, um... That was a little too much for me. (laughs) Well, baby, I don't know about you, but from where I'm from, that's called an STD. And I don't think you want them problems, Geraldine. I think you should just... Let that burn. Ooh. No pun intended. Like, uh, sure. mm-mm, mm-mm. But then, you know, he really pushes it when he admits that he, Geraldine, he just <laughs> wants to know if she can, him. Well, I know somebody who really could not say that they love their significant other. Mm-mm. Needless to say, they're no longer up. together, but. Oh, we'll see. Well, that worked out. but I mean this whole thing although I did enjoy it and I was trying to figure out was he fucking with her to try to like make her like I don't know but I'm like is he really in love with her because nothing throughout this movie like indicated that at all yeah I think he was fucking with her and I was thinking that too but I'm just like I don't know, because I know how y'all do. Y'all will shoehorn something in super quick. But finally, because this was pissing me off too, Jada had that blood in her mouth way too long. And it was just like, I knew the whole time we knew she was going to spit it out. And I was just like, okay, so when are you going to spit it out, sis? Like we, And I'm just like, how you don't know she got something in her mouth and she going to spit it out? Like, you see her lips are pressed the entire time. Mr. Collector, sir, and from what I've seen throughout the rest of the movie, you're pretty smart and one step ahead. So I'm right. just a little confused as to how you didn't figure that out. But when maybe he does, actually really did like her and was like, "Oh, you're not talking to me. Oh, I like that." Well, even <laughs> it got to be one of them. It's either he was playing with her or he really was in love with her. It's I don't know. I mean, I don't care. But look, something. But it don't matter because. She spits the blood on him and he turns into a demon back into his regular form and goes back into the pits of hell and blows up. And the advanced demon is no more. It's over with, okay? But not really, because in the morning, Geraldine refills the key with Breaker's blood and heads out. She takes her and her cat, Cleo. They get on the bus. First of all, I'm like, is this set it off? (laughs) I swear, I swear to you, and I was not trying to be funny, but I was just like, I know this is demon night, but I was definitely getting set at all vibes. I'm like, oh, we on the bus again. Okay, cool. So when she gets on the bus, she takes a second because she's smart and she seals the bus before she closed the door behind her. And down the road when the bus stops, 
a stranger's about to get on, but then he, nah, he thinks about it. No, 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 no. And automatically, we and Geraldine all know that this is the next collector. And he confirms it because, first of all, he's just, just how the first collector, or that wasn't the first one, but how Billy was, except he's just wearing all black, has the same suitcase and whistling the Tales from the Crypt TV theme song. So, yeah, we know it's you, sir. Yeah. Wait, our movie still ain't over, y'all. Y'all thought that was it? Hold up, wait a minute, because Little Daddy Crypt Keeper, he has to go to his movie premiere, and we're going along. But he does update us and tell us that Geraldine lived happily ever after, traveling the world and having a fabulous time, and I love that for her. Right. But um, if y'all will excuse my man, the Crypt Keeper, he has a premiere to attend, but um, I think it's going to get cut short because the producers weren't happy with something in the movie, and he gets the guillotine. Sorry. And that was Demon Knight. R.I.P. R.I.P. <laughs> well, I mean, is it really R.I.P. though? Because it's no. an undead. Yeah, <laughs> undead. He ain't going nowhere. And he was still talking. And then, I don't know if you stuck around, but there's a post credit scene where they're advertising oh, why the next movie. Right, okay. What you think about it? I struggled to rate it at first. Um, I think the main reason why I liked it is because, one, Billy Kane, of course. And it was funny. And then a Black person stayed alive the whole movie. Yeah. So that's an automatic win in my book. For me, like I said, I saw this very young, revisiting it. I see, because I know a lot of people like this movie, and now I see why. Um, It's funny. For, yeah, it's a fun watch for what it is. Now, would I watch it again? Consciously? No. I'd put it in the same category as Tales from the Hood as far as, like, having it on as background noise. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like, once again, this is, like, one of those party movies that you could put on and be, like checking in every now and then or da 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 because I really do enjoy the look of it. You know, I'm always a looks girl and this is going to be perfect for the aesthetic of the Instagram page because there's so many blues and pinks going on that that's just going to help me tremendously. <laughs> but um, other than that, I think, first of all, the cast does a great job. I don't think anybody was lacking. I'm trying to think if it was. I don't think anybody was lacking, honestly. Um, I ain't tell you this, but do you know that they was trying to have Cameron Diaz as Geraldine yep. over Jada? I saw that. I said, um, <laughs> definitely. This would have been a whole different that. movie. It would have. A whole different. I was like, and then, oh, then I just found this out. So, you know, and this will be funny to you because the industry we're in. When they hired Jada, she had a certain look, right? But when she came in, she came in with this bald, well, not bald, but short blonde hair. And they had no idea she did that. They didn't hire her like that. And so they was like, oh, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And they was like, well, well, okay, we got just, we just, I guess we have to dye her hair. Excuse me. And she was like, no, I'm coming in like this. This is what you're going to get. That blonde shortcut is iconic, though. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah. 
And I mean, to be honest, it looked great. Like, it looked good in the movie. Like, I don't, I'm trying to think of, like, what was it before then? Because this was 95, so Scream wasn't out yet, so it wasn't black yet. Um, I wonder was, oh, this was coming off a different world, so she might have had the bob. Oh, yeah, she might have had the bob. Wasn't she in Minister's Society? Low Down Dirty. Was that before this? Low Down Dirty Shame. Because Aaliyah, the thing I like is on that soundtrack. So So that was 94, 95. So that was 94, yeah. In the trailer, uh, the Crypt Keeper said, you know, Jada from Menace to Society. So she had the vibe. Iconic. But yeah, Cameron Diaz, I'm glad she sat that one That would have been a whole different movie. But also... I want to say Mass came out. Did the Mass come out in 98 or 96? I really feel like she was working on that movie at the time. I mean, this ain't about her, but whatever. Anyway. <laughs> Demon Knight got a 6.7 out of 10 on IMDb, a 38% on Rotten Tomatoes, and a 48% on Metacritic. Janae, what do you rate? The Tales from the Crypt presents Demon Knight. I give it a 70. Okay. Definitely a 70. I'm going to go ahead, because I actually battled what I wanted to give this, because I'm like, I like it a lot. But at the same time, it's like, okay, like once you've seen it, it's just like, all right, yeah, that's cool. So I. And that's how I, I felt. I was just like, okay. <laughs> yeah, like I, I thought the effects were amazing. They, st- I mean, that 90s glow stick plasma, I, it, it is what it is. So it's like, I think for the first time, I'm actually going to match you and give it a 70 as well. What? Yeah. Because I mean, like. I really don't know. I don't think it deserves to be in the 80s. I don't like it that much. Like, it's yeah, all right. Because I could have gave it higher than 70, but I'm just like, yeah, like, it's cool. It's just a cool little bop. And 70's not bad. Like, 70's still good anyway, so. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Well, since we wrapped up with that, I am very excited to talk about my souvenir shop item. So I would like to go. It seems you survived. Well, before you go, join us in the souvenir shop. Before I get to my item that I think should have been a promo item for this, I want to talk about the cover art because once again, this was one that I will always see, of course, wasn't old enough to watch it. I mean, I seen it, but you know, wasn't supposed to be watching it. And a few covers have been made for this one, but the one that I always remember is the Crypt Keeper opening the book. And I never knew until today that this was Billy on the cover of it with his little suitcase. I didn't even know that was him. I just thought it was a random man, but now that I know it's him, I like it even more. So. I don't know if this is going to be the cover I post initially on the IG, but you know, I try to post multiple, so you'll see it at some point. But the item that I think should have been a promo item, and look, y'all better not judge me because I feel like y'all going to feel it too, and don't lie. That key artifact 
You know how it, you know how it, but yeah, but no, check this out. A flask. Oh. Because, now listen, listen, and I promise you I'm not a heathen. (laughs) Why does that have to make you a heathen? Because of what I'm about to say. Now, this key artifact holds the blood of Jesus, right? So that technically makes it communion. Oh my God. So, this can be a flask. Correct? Am I lying? Yeah, it can. It can. I was just thinking that it could be just because of simple how it's designed and because it held liquid. So that would exactly. make a good flask. Put a, throw a clip on the back if you want to. I mean, you ain't got to, but it, yeah, I feel like that's a bomb item. <laughs> I like it. I like I, it. Yeah, I buy just, it. If anybody out there wants to um, claim me a heathen, that's fine. My key artifact the flask is gonna keep me warm at night. So, <laughs> hmm. <laughs> you ready to run these park announcements? Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. That's two for two in our welcome to the cookout thing. We got two more movies to go. Per usual, if you want to find out what those movies is, you can go follow us at D180Podcast on Instagram. Click on the Park Themes highlight. Everything is all set there for you. Now, let me tell you something. Y'all be hooking us up with these survivor submissions. And sometimes we can't fit them into the upcoming categories, but some of them have made it to season two. It's okay. So if you don't see it, we ain't forgot about you. But if you do want to submit, go ahead and submit your survivor submission at destination180podcast at gmail.com. And we'll get you all set and squared away there. You can submit themes too if you think it's something. Some people have done that before. We'll listen to you. The last thing I want to let y'all know per usual, leave us a review. The written ones have really helped us out. Um, we moving up on our little- Moving um, on up our little analytics page so y'all could just help us continue to move up so next time we see y'all i'm excited because i haven't seen this movie yet we're going to be talking about death by temptation kadeem hardison is in it and if y'all know him y'all already know this is probably going to be a good time but um i guess we're gonna find out next week huh we sure will all right y'all we'll see you next time see you soon bye y'all